We are back at it once again. This is the Survival Two Box Podcast. You know who it is, Elder RPJ Richard Pittman Jr. I am still blessed, still wonderfully made, and still made in the image of God. I'm happy to be here. Every single day I get to open my eyes, it is a blessing. And for you, it is a blessing for you to open your eyes. If you have access to this podcast, if you're listening, you are blessed. You have a purpose. God has you down here to fulfill a purpose. And because of that, you should be excited because God's chosen you to do something nobody else can do. Only you can do the job that God has assigned you to do. That's what makes you peculiar. That's what makes you wonderful. And that's what makes you important. You are important. If nobody else has told you today, you are important. You are exactly who God wants. You are exactly who God needs. You are the one for the job. And in the midst of a world that would rather knock you down and tell you to be quiet or push you aside, I just want to be a voice in the darkness that says people need to hear your story. People need to hear your testimony. They need to see your lifestyle. They need to be able to see your walk. And because of that, you are a important person. And not only to me, but to God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Today I have a a, a topic that is... That is uh, for me, at least, it's difficult to talk about because um, what usually ends up happening is people use the, the verse I'm going to use and they begin to br- introduce their own life experiences. And, and on this particular point, I don't want to introduce my life experiences. I want to introduce you to what God does through the Bible. I don't want to just be um, superficial with the information I'm going to give. I want to be able to tell you why and how God works. And I just need you to pray for me, pray with me. Because I'm 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 going to try my best to to articulate something that I believe is very pertinent for today. Um, I guess I can get right into it. In Exodus, I believe that is the 14th chapter and the 13th verse, it reads, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. Just to give some background, some context to where we are in this text this is Moses talking to the Israelites this was right after 
Pharaoh had released Moses to take the people and leave the land of Egypt. Moses walks to the Red Sea, turns around, sees that there's chariots and horses and men, Pharaoh's men chasing after him. And the people look at Moses and they're saying, well, uh, God done brought us all the way out here in the middle of nowhere. And we have no help. We're not even used to this kind of land. We're not used to this this kind of living. And you mean to tell us that you said we were going to be free? And we're literally maybe hours away from going right back to bondage. What did you get us into? And so then Moses has a conversation with God. And Moses in particular gets a response from God that I believe many of us would love to hear but would struggle to accept just off the basis of our own ambitions. And I, and I believe that it's really ambition that sort of makes us tussle with our faith. Definitely, if you are a person that believes like, I, well, I have to do something to be, to be worthwhile or, or to feel like I'm worthy or feel like I'm, I'm uh, 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 capable, I have to feel like I'm involved in the process. And God simply told Moses, stand still. He told Moses to see. He told Moses that he's going to show him. He told Moses that he needs to hear. And he told Moses that he needs to consider. All in that one phrase of Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. I'll say it again. He needs to be able to see, to hear, that God was going to show him something, and that he should consider. I just want to get down to those things. Um, let me let me get back into the situation where he's at. Moses was directed by God to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. And thus the along the way was told that, well, actually at this particular point in time, I don't believe that Moses was even told that the land of Canaan, the land of milk and honey was for them. He was just told to leave and take the people of Egypt or take the people of the Israelites out of Egypt, excuse me. So here we have, uh, God does not give you the full story. And this is the first thing I want to touch on. God doesn't give you the full story up close and personal so you can analyze and try to figure out how God is going to work it out. That's none of your business. Faith pleases God. Faith comes by hearing from the word of God. And experience 
works hope. Hope builds that faith. And so what we see here is Moses moving off of the word of God, acting off of the word of God, does not know what is about to happen, just knows this is what God told me. So you're the you're in you're in an environment where you're told something by God and you're moving on it. And the word of God is the vessel that encapsulate us as and as as long as we obey the word of God. No matter what attack that comes or what comes to try to knock us off our path or our block, it is the word of God that holds us and keeps us because the word of God cannot come back void. If he told you something, it has to come to pass. So whatever God says, it has to happen. God's not even capable. He can't even think to lie. He doesn't have the capacity. So here we have the word of God saying, I've told you to take the children of Israel and lead them out of Egypt. And as they're going about their way and they're, they're celebrating because now they're not in slavery, they're not in bondage. Many a times what has to happen is that in the process of us leaving one place of bondage, God has to strip us of the mindset of being bound. And that's why we have to work on our own soul salvation. Because just because you can leave the jailhouse doesn't mean the jailhouse leaves inside of you. And I know we like to have the words institutionalized, but some of us have been become institutionalized by the traumas in our lives. And so God can take you proverbially out of the hood, but the hood don't leave you. He can take you out of bad situations, but the bad situation doesn't leave you. He can take you out of impoverished situations, but then the poverty doesn't leave you. And so what, what I see this as is the Lord knew he was releasing a bunch of bound people into freedom. And the only freedom that they understood was the freedom that they were told that they could have back in Egypt. So one of the many lessons that they would have to learn on their way to learning what freedom was, was figuring out who God is. And precisely figuring out how God worked. And so here we have it, that the children of Israel are bound, like many of us that, that have chances to, to be delivered from, from, from our situations, and God does deliver us, but we, we're still stuck from what happened in yesteryear and yesterday and old people and, and trying to deal with new situations, expecting people to act like, you know, that's why people say I have trust issues because you're still hanging on to the old and not allowing God to, ha to help you move forward. So here we have it. The children of Israel, not only are they walking into this wilderness of a desert. Not only are they walking out into the unknown, they're celebrating. And as soon as the celebratory stage ends and 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 and, and the celebrating is no longer uh, uh, distracting them from the reality of walking into what freedom is. Freedom is a responsibility. Elder, what do you mean it's a responsibility? Because when you are truly free, 
Because the Bible tells us, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. But freedom is a responsibility. You have to be able to conduct yourself as a free person or else you'll bound yourself to what you are used to. And you're bound your mindsets. You're bound your decisions. You're bound the people around you. You'll get upset at what people deem uh, is, 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 isn't good for you other than recognizing that where you are is exactly where freedom exists. And God has to teach us how to live freely. Because there's so many ways to bind yourself. No help from nobody else. You can bind yourself because of your past experiences. So here we are. In the wilderness, we get to the Red Sea. Dealing with people that have left, physically left their bondage, but have not yet left that mindset. How do we know this? Because the people go up in the uproar. We just left bondage. And you mean to tell me that that guy that said, come walk out here, this is what he meant? He just wanted us to get to the Red Sea and turn back around and just, you know, get some exercise? And once again, I'll say it. This is how some of us think about God. So you got me all the way out here. So what you really wanted me to do was just drop everything, quit the lifestyle I wanted, follow you, and now I'm out here looking crazy. I ain't got no help. Can't find any help. Wish I could find some help. But here we are. No, that's that's not how God works. God isn't going to give you the entirety of the plan just because you asked for it. And, and, and sometimes God will help us understand, like, you know what? You know what? I'm going to give you the first part of the story. Or sometimes God will say, I'll give you the middle part of the story. Or, hey, hey I'll give you the end part of the story. But I'm not going to give you the entire story. The Bible, Paul said it, that God speaks in pieces, gives to everybody in parts. Why? So we must work together. So we must trust in him. So we have to wake up every day and say, Lord, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm following you. You are the leader. So we're dealing with the people that are bound in the mind. COVID. Political tension, racial tension. Vaccinated, anti-vaccination, a uh, vaccination. Tensions all over the world. Seem like the Bible played out every single day you wake up, you turn on the news. It seems like another another uh, check mark is being checked off on the book of what else could we see that's been told by the Bible for Christians all over the world being persecuted. Seeming like the world is about to cut up and be worse off than what it was last year. All these other variants that are in uh, that are in our around for those that I need assistance and those who are struggling and it's so many issues going on and children going back to school and people getting sick and people not seeming to care about the, the reality of some folks who are less fortunate. It just seems like everything is going haywire. There's everything to worry about and there's nothing to put it to rest. We just have to live through it. Almost like we're stuck. 
almost like, hmm, God brought us to the Red Sea, and he must have just brought us out here to kill us. God's brought us to the Red Sea, and he just brought us out here to abandon us. Oh, but I love what the Bible says. I I I love I love the depiction that that God gives to Moses. Cuz the first thing he says, "Fear ye not and stand still." Stand still, which means in the middle of all the danger you see, don't do anything. This is what this is the conundrum in a world like this, because the world around you says you must be out here doing everything you can possibly do. And what God's telling you to do, do you not trust me? And what does stand still look like? It does not mean you sit in your bed all day. It does not mean you quit your job. It does not mean you quit the very things that God has given you to sustain your life. It means just sustain where you are. Don't try anything new. Go back and do what God told you to do last. Do that thing until God fixes what needs to be fixed. And I'm just here to tell somebody it's time to stand still. Sometimes God's not asking you to be a participant. There are times that God to actually be a participant. Now is the time he wants you to sit back, relax, and do what he told you to do last. Fear ye not and stand still. The reason why we can't stand still in a time like this is because we are bound by what happened last year. We're bound by what people have said to us. We're bound by what the confusions that we have had over the several years of different politicians and different people and friends and family and what the news says and what articles say and what we believe and how we interpret the world to be and what where we've gone and what traumas that we faced. We are so bound that when God says stand still and see the salvation, we don't know how to just sit and let God be. We call him the great I am, but we don't treat him like he's the great I am. Which essentially means whatever you need him to be, he is. And he already was. He's the great I am. That means yesterday, today, and forever, he will always be what you need. The answer. The beginning, the end, the alpha, the omega, the first, and the last. He will always be the answer. Fear ye not and stand still. And see. Now, there are some activities while you're standing still, while you're maintaining where you are. This is what God told Moses to do. He didn't tell Moses to go to sleep. He didn't tell him to go by the wayside and start drinking some water and go have a party. He said, I want you to watch how I operate and see the salvation of the Lord. So let's stop right here real quick. Put this in your toolbox. The God wants you to watch how he moves in this season so you better understand who he is, number one, as God, and number two, so when other situations come up in your life, you know how God's going to work it out so you don't stress. I'm trying to help somebody. 
you know how God works so you don't stress. You know how God works for your life so you don't stress. In one season, I was $30,000 into into debt for college, but I found and I I I I know I I said I wasn't going wasn't trying to get personal, but just for this little segment, um I'll get into it. For one season, I was in debt $30,000 in one year, and I was stressing about it the next year. I was in debt for around the same amount of money, but I was already in a situation that God had already brought me out of because it was the same situation I know how God was going to act and how how he was going to deliver because I know that he would deliver me I didn't go in and carry all the stress I did of the first rodeo however I walked in with confidence this time because I've seen my God deliver me once I know he can do it again but remember we're talking about people that just got released from Egypt so you know God's good enough to release you from Egypt. What happened? Hmm. He wants you to see. And then next, next, the, the very next thing he says is that he wants you, he want Moses to see. But then he said, I'm going to show you today. So you saw how I got you out of Egypt. How I got it out, out, how I got you out of your bondage. But you still left with that bound mindset. You still left with those bound thoughts and those bound decisions. And you bounding yourself and binding yourself to people that I told you to leave in Egypt. Places I told you to leave in Egypt. Jobs I told you to leave in Egypt. Opportunities I told you to leave in Egypt. I told you to leave. But now, since you know that I can release you from Egypt, I have to show you other ways that I can still release you. So you know I can release you from people. Now let me show you that I can release you from places. I'm trying to help somebody. I can release you from places. So you think you're stuck at the Red Sea. I told you your destination's on the other side. But now you have to believe me. If you know I can release you from the Egypt, from your bondage, from that place to another place, I can release you from destination of poverty to destination of luxury and it's not just about money the luxury of having self-responsibility self-help and health have being able to character develop and de develop your your, uh, your mentality and become more mature as a man and a woman being able to go out and uh, function as as a Christian in this world society and being able to have faith in this world society to be able to proclaim the name of Jesus everywhere you go, not making it a shame to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. This is where God wants you to be. Unfortunately, we get stuck in our mindset so God can release you from place to place, but your mind's not changed. So as he puts you in situations where you have to depend on him, he says, look and see because I'm about to show you something today. So I want you to put it in your spiritual bank of memories of how I delivered you. So you know how it feels to get released from Egypt. But let me show you what it is to be to be actually delivered, not only from Pharaoh's army, but to cross over something you yourself can't do on your own. Which is the Red Sea. You thought the block was actually going to be the, the last thing you see was going to be your ending. But that was just there for you to come to me. So Moses was told to see. He was supposed to interpret because God wanted to show him something. 
Then he says, for the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again. No more forever. So we have seen. Well, really, really, Moses hears from God. Then God says, I want you to see something. Then God says, I'm, I'm about to show you something. And he's going to show him that this is going to be the last time you see these people. Because when I say you're going on and you're moving on from something, I mean it. Now I need you to consider something. Have you considered God? Have you considered what God told you? Or are you still bound by the disappointments of yesterday? Do you do you blame God for those disappointments? Did, did, are, are you walking around saying God told me and because that thing didn't come to pass, now you're looking at God funny and that's where your faith is hung up at. Is your faith messed up because of COVID? Is it not going the way you wanted it to go because of a job situation, relationship situations? Are you messed up because people seem like they don't believe in you? And it seems like year in a year, you just want somebody to say, I believe in you. But it seems like you're the only person that says, I believe in me. And you've been pushing and pushing, but now you're getting tired. You just want somebody just to hold your arm up like Moses. Somebody. Is that where your faith is being hung up at? Have you considered God? Have you considered that maybe he has not told you the entirety of your story? Have you considered that this sentence did not have a period on it, yet there's a comma? It means that there's more to be written in this sentence. Have you considered that maybe God has something better for you? That maybe God knew you in the womb of your mother and even before that? And he knew you. He knew the purpose for you. And he wills that you prosper as your soul. Pro have you have you considered? Not thought about. Have you just considered? Have you considered to believe that maybe where you are is exactly where God wants you to be? Yep, that's right. With all the decisions that you've made, the ill-advised things you've done, all the things that they, that you make. That, that, that you make a big deal out of, oh, God doesn't accept me like this, although God loves you for who you are. As long as you say that you believe in God and Jesus and you believe it in your heart, when God sees you, you see yourself as sin, but when God sees you, God sees his son. Why? Because the blood that he shed was shed for you and me. And when the blood hits our flesh and our sins, God the Father sees the Son's blood on us and sees Jesus, and then Jesus says, forgive them. That's how we are forgiven. Have you considered? Have you considered? I need you to reconsider today. That you need to stand still. And God doesn't have you sitting in a season like this to destroy you. God wants you to see how he works. Because he's trying to show you something. Because he wants you to hear from him. So you can consider an alternative to your story. 
Wrap all that up and put that in your toolbox. I'm handing out tools that I wish somebody would give to me. Doing the best that I can to hand them out. But now is the time to consider. Consider him. Yes, be saved. Yes, live holy. But consider how he can change your life. And the path that you're on. Consider him. We know what happens. God didn't drag them out to the Red Sea to die, to be killed, to be put back in bondage. No, their mindsets told them that. God brought them to the Red Sea to have one of the greatest feats ever to be written down in the history of mankind, which is parting the Red Sea. Moses was the instrument. God was the director. Consider that God's brought you to the Red Sea with impending doom or danger or with the Egyptians down your right down the road from you getting close. As people joke, God, it looks like these these weapons sometimes are, they, they about to prosper. What does the Bible say? That they will not. He's brought you to the Red Sea so you can look your eyes up to the hills, which cometh your help because your help comes from God. He's going to split that sea for you. He's going to open that door for you. He's going to make that way for you. You're going to be just fine. But you have to see. Because he has to show you something. You have to be willing to hear. Because he wants you to consider something. So consider him and stand still. I want to tell somebody right now to stand still. You are exactly where God needs you to be. Stand still. There's nothing else that you need to do. You've tried it all. You've prayed. You fasted. You asked God. You read your Bible. You went to church. Now you need to stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. Stand still. That is it. Stand still. Consider standing still. Y'all, we got more work to go and do. Jesus has not come back yet. Luke 19, 13 tells us, occupy till he comes. I have to occupy. We all have to occupy. That's the mantra around here. We got to occupy till he comes. Let's go. Let's get it. Take this journey together. Be blessed.